Today on Bold Steps with Mark Job, we'll see how God's hold on your life affects everyone around you. You need to splash a little bit. There's people around you that need to feel your faith, hear your faith, know your faith. They need to get wet by your faith around you because you're living for Jesus and not ashamed of the faith that you have. No one will ever change if our faith is just private and we don't share it with anybody and offend anybody and splash over anybody. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job. Mark is the senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago and president of Moody Bible Institute. Well, today we're beginning a new series of messages that will shed some light on the topic of spiritual empowerment. Mark, you're going to be taking us through the book of Acts, and you often say believers have a greater power and influence to fulfill their mission than we ever realize. We do, Wayne. So many of us feel like we're trying to do it in our own strength, but really, we were never meant to accomplish this in our own power. We were giving the power of the Holy Spirit. And today's message is called The Splash Effect because... I like that title. I think when believers are enjoying God and really living out their Christianity, it's like a kid celebrating in a pool. (laughs) You can't contain the water in the pool. They're going to be splashing, jumping around. Just wild abandon. Exactly. (laughs) And people around them get wet. And I believe our witness is like that, that as we live in God, as we, as we love God, as we, as we boldly proclaim our love and praise for him, other people around start getting splashed. Mm-hmm. Some people get annoyed by getting splashed, and others say, that's so refreshing, I want more. <laughs> yeah. Well, can I say, let's dive in and get wet on today's message? Here's Mark Job, The Splash Effect. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. We're starting a new series called Empowered. I call it the splash effect. The splash effect. So, as I was getting ready to prepare for this message, I found a quiet place to study. If you've ever been into my office here in the church building, one of the first things that people notice is that I don't have a desk in my office. They'll say, well, why don't you have a desk? Because I don't study in my office. When I'm in my office, I'm meeting with people, and it's chaotic. There's people in and out. This is a hub of activity all the time. So I find a quiet place where I can study. And I know we have Dunkin' Donuts people here and Starbucks people here. So if you're a Dunkin' Donuts person, just kind of yell out to me. If you're a Starbucks person, just yell out to me. All right, we have about half and half. I'm not really sure. But I happened to be in a Starbucks, and I went and got a grande coffee, filled it to the brim, put a little cream in it, got two stevia, put it in there, and I went and found a corner and put my cup of coffee right there, filled to the brim, very hot, on the table. I sat down, plugged my computer in, got ready to work on my notes, and what I realized is the table was wobbly. Don't you hate it when you get a wobbly table? So it felt like the top of the table just needed to be screwed on a little harder. So I started turning the table around. Bad idea. As I turned the table around, the cup of coffee came my way and spilled right on me. 
I mean, it was hot all over me. I got up real fast. It had spread on that part of the couch, on this part of the couch, left a big puddle all around. All of my stuff was wet, and my leg was burning hot from the coffee. It's embarrassing when you spill, isn't it? It's embarrassing when you spill right there, too, and people walk in and don't know that you spilled because it looks like you went to the bathroom on yourself. And so I went into the bathroom and, you know, they had one of the hand dryers. I'm trying to put my leg up to the hand dryer to get it kind of dried off a little bit. But that's the thing that happens when something splashes. You can't control a splash. Everything around the splash gets wet. Here's what I want you to know today. Some of you need to start splashing a little bit more. Some of you need to understand what it means to have influence in the circle that God has placed you in. I believe that God has called all of us not just to have a faith of our own, but our faith is to be strong enough and powerful enough that it splashes on people that are around us. No one should be able to get close to you without your faith splashing on them. When you are filled to the brim, overflowing, it's going to splash on people around them. So today I want to talk to you about what it means to splash on your circle, people around you, because some of you are been, have been called to influence, but you're not influencing anybody. And so when you leave this place today, I hope that you have a new passion and a new vision to splash in a fresh new way. So as you take your Bibles and turn to Acts chapter 4, Acts chapter 4, I want to set this stage up so you understand what happened in Acts chapter 4. Jesus came and lived 33 years on earth. When he was 33, he was crucified as a common criminal. But he came with a purpose to die so that you and I could have access to God and the forgiveness of our sins. He rose on the third day. For 40 days he lived on earth. People saw him. Over 400 people saw him, talked to him, touched him, ate with him. At the end of those 40 days, he gathered his disciples together. And while his disciples were watching him, Jesus ascended into the clouds and they saw him no more. And he said, the way that I am leaving, I will come again. Before he left, he said this. I give you a commission, a mission. Go, therefore, and make followers, he called them disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always. So he left and he gave his 120 disciples a mission to make disciples to splash as much as they could their faith on others. They huddled together in an upper room. On the day of Pentecost, they were praying, and suddenly something happened on the day of Pentecost. It was like the sound of a hurricane. A huge, mighty wind filled the place where they were sitting, and suddenly, the Bible says, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, and a powerful boldness came upon them. They began to speak in languages that they had not understood or learned before. They spilled out into the streets. Crowds of people gathered around, and they began to proclaim Jesus and the gospel message and the power of God to everybody that was there. 
It was such a powerful thing that 3,000 people on that day said, yes, I want to follow Jesus today. They marched down to the river and 3,000 of them were baptized in the river on the first day the church was born. Not only were there 3,000 baptized, by the way, I remember being at Curie High School when we were meeting there, and 35 people decided to get baptized. And at that time, I was still baptizing most of them, so we put a baptistry on the stage of Curie High School in the auditorium, and we started baptizing people. It takes a while to baptize 35 people, and we were baptizing. And some of these guys were pretty big, and so when we, they went down, man, they splashed. It was like a little tsunami coming out of that baptistry. And by the time I was done baptizing 35 people, I was drenched, soaking wet. And not only was I drenched, soaking wet, but the entire platform was full of water. The building engineer was having a fit and told us, no, not again could we ever have a baptism on Curie stage. But you know what? Here's what happens. When people get baptized and are radically changed by Jesus, it starts to splash on other people. 3,000 were baptized. And then the Bible says that Peter and John were on their way to the synagogue and they ran into a, a, a lame man, a, a man that had been lame for many, many years. He was 40 years old and he was begging. And when he saw Peter and John, he looked up at Peter and John and said, could I have some money? And Peter and John looked at him and said, silver and gold have we none, but such as we have give we thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And suddenly something incredible, amazing happened. That, that lame man that had sat there and begged for years jumped up off of his feet and started dancing and prancing and praising God because he had just been touched by the power of the living Jesus. And that's where we pick up the story. So we pick up in Acts chapter 4, right after the lame man has been healed. And I want to talk to you about what it means to splash, the effects of splashing, and what happens when we really start living for God and sharing our faith with others. If you're taking notes, I want you to jot this down. Number one, when you become an overflow person and start splashing on others around you, remember this, you will disturb the hard and you will enlighten the seekers. It tells us that the priest and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. It says they were greatly disturbed. They were greatly disturbed. Do you, do you know that sometimes as you start to be open about your faith, and share your faith in Christ, that some people will be greatly disturbed by your faith. Not everybody's happy that you become a believer. Not everybody will embrace the message of the gospel of Jesus. In fact, many people will be disturbed about your sharing of your faith. People will get aggravated, irritated, angry, disturbed, by the fact that you are open and blatant about your faith. Peter and John, the only crime they had committed was to heal a lame man. And now they were preaching in the name of Jesus 
that people should come to him, turn around, give their lives, and be saved. And these Sadducees, by the way, in the time of Peter, Peter and John in these days, there were two strong religious groups, the Sadducees and the Pharisees. The Sadducees were very wealthy, aristocratic, religious people that were more political than religious. And they did not believe in the resurrection. The Pharisees believed in the resurrection, so the Sadducees and the Pharisees were always contrary to each other. The Sadducees were mad that Peter and John were preaching the resurrection because they did not believe in the resurrection, and it disturbed them. So because they had political power, they arrested Peter and John and put them in jail because they were preaching something that bothered them. Can I tell you this? We live in a world that everybody's preaching something. People are not bothered that you believe in Jesus. People are bothered by messages that they don't like about Jesus. With a message about learning to share your faith, you're listening to the Bible teaching of Mark Job here on Bold Steps. Mark will be right back, but in case you can't stick around, make a note to check out our website at boldstepsradio.org. There you'll find each of these daily programs along with several other resources and ministry updates. And if you enjoy podcasts, don't forget to add the Bold Steps podcast to your listening lineup. By subscribing, you'll receive these daily teachings from Mark directly to your phone or mobile device, making it easy to catch up on anything you might miss on the radio. To subscribe, simply open up your podcast app, search for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job, and click subscribe. And for a shorter, more convenient feature, you'll also want to subscribe to the Bold Steps Minute. This 60-second feature from Mark offers encouragement and biblical insight to help you refuel and reconnect with God anywhere and at any time of the day. Just search for the Bold Steps Minute on your podcast app and subscribe for these helpful daily features or visit boldstepsminute.org. We also have made the Bold Steps Minute available in Spanish for our Spanish-speaking friends. You'll find it at boldstepsradio.org. Look for Bold Steps Spanish or Pasos Adathas. Right now, let's return to today's message. Mark is going to explain how you can share Jesus with the help of the Spirit's power. Let me tell you one of the messages that aggravates people the most when, we, when it comes to Christianity. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. That sounds very exclusive, doesn't it? And that's the message of Christianity. Let me tell you, people don't get aggravated that you believe in Jesus, but when you start preaching that Jesus is the only way to God, that there are not multiple ways, a bunch of ways, that there's not A, B, C, D, E, F, G, that you say that Jesus is the only way, then people will become angry, aggravated at the message that you preach because it's a message of the cross. We live in a day and age that relativism and pluralism is in vogue. That if you want to be politically correct, all you have to say is all religions are the same. It doesn't matter what you believe. As long as you're sincere, we all end up in the same place. 
It doesn't matter if you believe in a tree, if you believe in Hinduism, Buddhism, Zen, if you, if you believe in Allah, if you believe in Hare Krishna, if you believe in Jesus. We are all the same as long as we're sincere, as long as we have faith, as long as we want to do good, and we basically all end up in the same place. That's the message of today. People like that message. It's called pluralism. It means that all ways are the same and end up in the same place. Let me tell you something. Christianity in the Bible Bible does not teach that. The Bible says Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There is no way to the Father but by Him. It's very exclusive and it's very offensive. The disciples were preaching in Jesus' name and people were disturbed by it. You're never going to lead people to Christ unless you disturb some people as well. They seized Him, they put Him in jail. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12 says, In fact, everyone who wants to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. You may not understand this, but the moment that you come out of the closet, hello, because some of you are closet Christians. Some of you are closet Christians. You're closet Christians because you're afraid of what people are going to say if they know that you're really a follower of Jesus. Some of you are not open about your Christianity. Some of you are afraid of the opinion of men your splash is very contained, it's very private, it's very to yourself. People around you don't know because you don't talk about it, you don't engage in it, you don't open up your mouth and share about it. You, listen, you don't disturb anybody. But I'm going to tell you something, if you're not disturbing anybody, you're not changing anybody either. If you're not disturbing anybody, you're not spreading any seeds either. Because if you get open about your faith and start sharing your walk with Jesus Christ, some people will be disturbed, but others will be changed. Look at what it says in the final verses in verse 4. It says, but many who heard the message believed, so the number of men who believed grew to about 5,000. I believe that we live in a day and age where there needs to be a boldness that needs to come out of some of us that hasn't been there. If we don't share, people aren't going to hear. If we're not bold, people aren't going to know. And there's some of you right now who have been intimidated by your surrounding and your setting so that you're afraid to share your faith. You say, well, faith and politics are a private thing. And so you keep your faith to yourself. But if you're a follower of Jesus, I'm going to tell you something. You need to splash a little bit. There's people around you that need to feel your faith, hear your faith, know your faith. They need to get wet by your faith around you because you're living for Jesus and not ashamed of the faith that you have. No one will ever change if our faith is just private and we don't share it with anybody and offend anybody and splash over anybody. Number two. Not only if you're going to be an overflow person, you'll disturb some and enlighten others. But remember that overflow people speak about Jesus in the power of the Spirit. It tells us in verse 8 that they brought, the next day, they brought Peter and John out of jail and they put them in front of the Sanhedrin and they were going to be judged. And I want you to notice what it says here in verse 8. It says, then Peter... Filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them. Peter, filled 
with the Holy Spirit said to them. Who was Peter, by the way? He wrote two books in the New Testament. You say, well, he must have been a scholar, a theologian. No. You know what Peter was? He was a blue-collar worker. He was a fisherman. He knew how to mend nets, and he knew how to gut trout. He had rough hands from working in the sea. He didn't spend time reading books. He wasn't a smart guy, wasn't a scholar. He was just a regular fisherman, blue-collar guy. But suddenly you see Peter, who was just this regular working guy, become this bold, powerful witness, and we say, why? What happened to Peter? Well, there's two things. Number one, he opened up his mouth and was bold enough to open up his mouth, and when you open up your mouth in Jesus' name, it's God who fills you and gives you the power and words to say when you're bold enough to speak in Jesus' name. Later on, it tells us, look what it says in verse 13. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished as they took note that these men had been with Jesus. You see, I run into some people that you're not sharing with anybody, you don't open up your mouth because you say, well, I don't know enough yet. Well, I'm, I'm afraid they're going to ask me a question that I don't know how to answer. How many of you felt like that before? Like I'm new at this. What if they ask me a deep Bible question? Can I tell you something? You don't have to know what eschatology means, the study of the end time. You don't have to know the word pneumonology, the study of the Holy Spirit. You don't have to know soteriology, which is the study of salvation. You don't have to know dispensationalism, dispensationalism, which is the dividing up of times in Scripture. All you have to know is, I have had an experience with God that is transforming from the inside out, and I was lost, and now I'm found. I have peace in God. I know who He is. I have a story of my own. You don't have to be a theologian. You just have to have a story. And the Bible says that when Peter opened up his mouth, God filled him. I don't know if this has ever happened to you. Have you ever opened up your mouth to speak in Jesus' name and suddenly you're saying words that you don't know where they came from and you're speaking with the boldness that you don't know where it came from? That's bold to speak in front of people that you know are not favorable to you. I believe it's time for the church to take a little boldness. I believe it's time for some people here to say, I'm going to start opening up my mouth and allow the Holy Spirit to fill me so I can splash a little bit uh, on the people that are around me. God is asking some of you to be bold. I'm going to ask you this question. When's the last time that you've actually shared your faith with someone that didn't know Christ? This is Bold Steps, and you're listening to pastor, author, and Moody Bible Institute president, Mark Job. To learn more about Mark or to find more from our current series called Empowered, be sure to visit us online at boldstepsradio.org. And you'll find even more teaching from Mark and browse through his entire sermon archive by visiting moodyaudio.com. Feel free to search for a message based on a specific topic or sermon series or a book in the Bible. Check that out today. That's moodyaudio.com. 
Mark, as we close out today, I want to touch on something I think really permeates through all of these daily Bible teachings, and that's how important it is to have a personal relationship with Christ. We can't just go through the motions. We've got to spend real time in the presence of Jesus. And that just is not only true for people that are coming to Christ and need to accept Him as Lord and Savior. It's for all of us, isn't it? Yeah, but it's true of people that are believers Mm -hmm. as well. And I just preached at Founders Week not too long ago about on Revelation chapter 3, Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. That's for believers. Right. He invites us to come in and sit at the table and fellowship with Him. So really, that's the message of Louis Giglio's book, At the Table with Jesus. I love that title because he just focuses on who Jesus is. And this book has 66 devotional thoughts specifically aimed at understanding who Jesus is in a more compelling way. Once again, it's called At the Table with Jesus. And we'd love to send it to your home when you give a financial gift to support this ministry. To give generously during this important season, call us at 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. Or give online when you go to boldstepsradio.org. You can also send a donation in the mail. Address your envelope to Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. I know that goes by quickly. Here it is again, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And did you know that many of our listening audience have chosen to reinforce their commitment to providing this daily program in the coming year? Help us prepare for another strong year of doing God's work by signing up to become a bold partner today at boldstepsradio.org. When you commit to giving a financial gift of $30 or more each month, we'll send you a link for a 50% discount on all Moody Publishers resources in our online store at moodypublishers.org. And when you reach out today, be sure to let us know how we can pray for you and your family this Christmas. Once again, you'll find us online at boldstepsradio.org. I'm Wayne Shepherd. I invite you to join us again next week for part two of our message, The Splash Effect. Be exploring how we live out our faith in bold ways. Learn more Monday right here on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.